what is up, Daddy Gang? It is your founding father, Alex Cooper, with Call Her Daddy. Kim Petras, welcome to Call Her Daddy. Yay, hi, thanks for having me. I am so happy you came in your sparkle clogs. Hell yeah. You have showed to, up. Bust them out. How did you pick your outfit today? Um, just kind of, I went off the clogs. They really dictated everything else. <laughs> I don't know, just kind of felt like witchy. I've been in my witchy vibe. You need to confirm for everyone, though, are they comfortable? Um, yeah, they're comfortable. Like, I would say, like, like pool slide vibes. Pool slide. Just a little heavier. But you're not going to, like, run in those. No. <laughs> no. Even though I probably could and should. I just have to say, I'm so happy for you. You are Thank you. everywhere right now in the best way. Your Thanks. music, your personality, like everything you're doing <laughs> is just fucking incredible. Oh and God, I'm so excited you so, so for you. Much. You won a Grammy. Hi. <laughs> yeah. Like no big fucking deal. How did it feel to win a Grammy and how did you celebrate? Um, it, it felt insane. It felt like something that just shouldn't happen to me. <laughs> Honestly, uh, you know, I'm I'm such a like... You know, I've just been performing in like gay clubs for so long and been like in that scene and like Sam really changed my life with that song. And um, I mean, I, I went to Diplo's party after. So that was really, really fun. Diplo's fun. He's fun. I, I'm a big fan. Um, uh, and, and yeah, I just like saw my friends and we were all just like in disbelief. Just like, oh, my God, this really just happened. I'm so grateful i got to like shout out sophie on on stage and that i remembered that too um uh, because like i could have just blacked out uh <laughs> and like, i thanked my mom and uh so it was just like such a like big moment that i didn't think would happen ever since then it's just been like a lot less sleep mm. like it's definitely like post grammy like it's just like kept going and kept getting more and more and more but i like it so it's cool Dude, that is so crazy to think about going on stage and accepting a Grammy and just being like, I hope I can get my words out. I know. Like, I hope I say one thing that, like, did you have a full speech planned or no? I did, but I, like, five minutes before, like, our category was on, I just, like, put it away and I was like, just speak from, like, this moment and from your heart. And, uh, yeah, because Sam really put me in spot. Sam was like, I'm going to have you accept the Grammy if we win it. Uh, just because I've done it and like blah 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 but I'm like please no don't do that to me <laughs> like I was like please um, but I'm so grateful now that I like did it and like I'm such a shy and nervous person in my life which you wouldn't think from my music because my music is kind of where I live out my craziest ideas and fantasies uh, but I'm a pretty shy person and um, so yeah that, that was wild and I remember like looking at like JLo's face and like Jay-Z sitting there and just being like I can't believe this. That's so interesting. I feel like now, having sat down with people in the music industry, like we were talking about Anita. Yes. How the Anita best. is the best. <laughs> Shout out. We love you, Anita. Shout out. Um, but Anita also kind of talked to me about that of like, she's actually really shy. And mm -hmm. then like, she has this alter ego that she infuses into her music. And it's just yes. the way that she's able to like put her, I guess, side like personality that she wants to be into Anita, the character. Yeah. Which is kind of cool. Do you feel like that's similar with you? One million percent. I feel like that's always just been like 
my saving grace in life from like my shyness it's just when i'm on stage it's like something clicks and i'm a completely different person and i just feel in line with everything i don't overthink myself i feel like confident because like the one thing that i know how, how to do is perform and write songs like that's always been like everything else i'm like horrible at and just like can't fit. like i can't even cook like i can't do shit <laughs> you know i love how you're but, like i can't cook but i just want a fucking grammy bitch that's so. right <laughs> It's okay, Kim. It's okay. I think we would all take that over being able to cook. This episode is presented by Sparkling Ice. Turn up summer with sparkling ice. They have over 17 anything but subtle flavors, all made with zero sugar and packed with vitamins and antioxidants. Iced tea and lemonade, strawberry watermelon, tropical punch, peach nectarine. Yum. Crank up the flavor. Sparkling ice. Anything but subtle. This episode is brought to you by new Garnier Fructis Hair Filler with Vitamin C G. Many things can damage your hair like heat styling and bleaching, but the all-new Garnier Fructis Hair Filler Systems can reverse up to one year of damage to your hair smoothness in just one use, giving you up to 79% stronger hair and up to four times less breakage. And all Garnier products are approved by Cruelty-Free International under the Leaping Bunny program. New Garnier Fructis Hair Filler pre-shampoo, shampoo, conditioner, and serum are available now on Amazon and at Walmart, Target, Ulta, drug, and select grocery stores. Learn more at GarnierUSA.com. This episode is brought to you by eBay. You know real when you get it, right, Daddy Gang? It'll say eBay authenticity guaranteed, and you'll feel it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guaranteed, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. So ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Tap the banner to learn more. You also were recently on the cover of Sports Illustrated yes. Swimsuit. Growing up, did you ever picture yourself being on the cover of a magazine? Um, no. I was in my school. Like, I remember being, like, such a, like, freak to everyone because, like, since I was a kid, it was, like, very public that I was trans and, like, I was very open about it. And so I was just kind of this, like, nerdy, weird kid and, like, no one thought I was, like, pretty or sexy or anything like that. And so... Um, I, I doubted being able to do that stuff and especially being like in a swimsuit was like I was I definitely had like a nervous breakdown like the day before I'm like can I like pose in a swimsuit and be that because I just yeah I, I didn't think I could but then there's like amazing people uh, and photographers and like the whole Sports Illustrated team who just like hyped me up and were just like you know making me feel so good about myself that it like all just like happen like they really make me feel like I belong on the cover and it makes me want to cry because like I, I I'm su such a person who just like doesn't think of themselves as like yeah. you know all that when you say that when you were younger that 
you were like people never saw me as like sexy and cute when do you think you started to actually for yourself did you always feel sexy and cute you're like fuck you guys like I'm sexy and cute or did it come at a certain point um (laughs) I mean it's still waiting uh no I mean I um honestly uh, I think what gave me a lot of a lot of confidence and what built my confidence Mm -hmm. was becoming an artist and Mm -hmm. becoming a writer and going on stages and stuff like that and once I kind of found my like friends and and gay people in general who like celebrated me for who I am and uh that whole you know I think once I started going to gay clubs I was like I belong here and I I get the music I get the people I get what it's all about so I think that's when I started to like myself and all of that but I think in general like it's it's never like my goal to be like sexy or to be hot it's always like I want to bring like a little bit of a like weirdness to things because I've always felt like I was kind of just like on the outside of things and I find I I don't know I find more happiness in looking a little off and a little weirder than just looking hot I totally get what you're saying sometimes I actually think it's way better to feel like you're a little outside because then you're also just going based off of your own parameters of like half the time we're just trying to be like other people that's so fucking boring like I don't want to be like anyone else but I also think I appreciate you saying like I'm still working on it no one even you can look at Kim online and be like <laughs> she's got it all together she's winning Grammys she's hanging out with celebrities it's like but we're all still working on ourselves in some capacity till the day it's over oh, so yeah, it's like for sure you have to you have to we and you're from Germany right I'm from Germany yeah can you tell me in German how to say welcome to call her daddy uh welcome to uh Nancy Vater Oh, German is the unsexiest language of all time. I feel like that's why I also like I've, I've just always been like a little more uh, the weird German uh, immigrant, you know, in, in America because like it's just not a sexy language. I have a song on my spooky Halloween album where I sing German and it comes in handy when you want to sound scary. Oh, okay. most people are really scared when us like when I yell at you in German, you're scared. Wait, can you yell at me in German? <laughs> Like, Alex, fuck <laughs> off. Get your shit together. Ask me better questions. <laughs> Alex, fick dich. Uh, gib mir bessere Fragen. Hallo? Wie- <laughs> oh my god. Alex, gib mir bessere Fragen. <laughs> right? It's scary. Wait, that is scary. But I can't, I do kind of feel like you made it kind of sexy like if, like i think you have a little you know you got something Dankeschön. oh okay <laughs> i'm gonna learn how to say all that by the end of this okay so you talk about how you started your career in gay clubs all around the country yeah clearly that was such a huge part of your coming up and in this industry how did people in the clubs initially treat you and like how did they like you and your personality and your vibe and your music i think um they just really immediately kind of got it. I mean, I remember like my first uh, few years, like going back and forth from New York and just kind of being a club kid and having my first few songs out and just like performing on a bar stool or like a table, you know, like, um, uh, and people were just like, I get this and I understand this. And just like, since I'm a part of the community, it's like, it it makes sense. But they were the first like, all the little Bushwick kids like were the first ones to play my music and I'll never forget that because it was like with a lot of like going into like labels and stuff like that it was a lot of um we don't know what your demographic would be and like is it you know you you make gay club music and it was kind of a 
in a bad way and not in a good way like to them because like that wasn't going to make as much money um and that's always really confusing to me because to me that's like the coolest thing when people play you in gay clubs right that's literally all you could ask for yeah like you want you want all the gays being like fuck yes this (laughs) is the bop like what the oh wow that did that ever kind of affect you in your musical decisions like did you ever find yourself being like should i go a little bit more one way i think if anything it made me double down on it like it, it just like whenever someone says that something is like something that i'm passionate about and something that i love i go harder in that it is not it i go harder in that direction and uh i feel like so that honestly gave me like so much like will to like prove that there's people who will come to my shows and uh that i can have a big song and all of all of that stuff yeah and we can sell bitch we want a grammy yeah we can totally we, <laughs> we want can a grammy sell. we have um, number one when you're <laughs> saying you're in these clubs do you remember any like early fun stories for us of like memories from performing in these clubs that have stuck with you of like just iconic moments for yourself in your career signing dicks um is one of them mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> that, that must be yeah that's pretty out there that's pretty good totally like doing my fans poppers on stage uh hitting weed pens from my signing weed pens um uh, yeah i signed all kinds of body parts i hung out with the hottest porn stars um (laughs) yeah like it it was it was it's wild and i and i love it and i still like every now and then i just like need it i just need to go to uh, you know like a warehouse rave and go crazy and uh, do all of that but but yeah those were like iconic moments i think also amanda lapore being at my first gig amanda lapore is this like new york icon um and yeah uh just so many iconic people that I, that i've met through clubs that is so fucking cool to just be like that's also how your career started of like basically you're just having fun partying and you're singing and everyone loves your music and you're just like thriving but I wonder do you ever yeah I was gonna say do you miss that because then you're like standing on stage and it's a little bit more formal yeah there's some more choreographed I I do miss it a little bit I, I miss mostly going to uh to clubs undetected uh, I can go to straight clubs now <laughs> undetected, <laughs> but I can't go to gay clubs anymore without taking a million photos. And I, I party, you know, I, I feel like I really love to, you know, just party and not think about how I look. And, I, you know, that that might be not the, you know, I'm like sweaty and red and <laughs> all the pictures. And uh, so so that's put a little bit of like pressure on it. Um, but like, I feel like I've, I figured out my like disguises and stuff like that and yeah honestly like i need like a fake beard and like oh yeah that'd i feel good. like that'd be really yeah. good like or, a little like, short haircut crew neck totally. little wig totally maybe like red or maybe that's too much attention maybe a yeah. black sunglasses yes. huge mustache totally a detransition moment yeah, yeah. <laughs> just for the rest to come back <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like i don't like this um do you I am actually interested too. Growing up in Germany, like, what is the difference between nightclubs in Germany versus nightclubs in America? Ooh, um, I think it goes way later in Germany. I think people are down to be there until the morning, uh, which is fun, especially if you like think about like Berlin and like Bergheim and all that stuff. It's definitely and there's more techno. There's weirder music in general. It's just like a lot of electro music i would say house music is huge do you prefer american clubs or german clubs Ooh, they both have their 
you know, pros and cons. Yeah. I, I think in general, like now, like American clubs, because like I need to actually be up the next day and do stuff. <laughs> right. But- I always, when I was younger, was like, I was liking going out late. But now as I get older, I'm like, why can't we start at five o'clock? I know. Start raging and go to bed by midnight. And like, I, we I, can do the same shit. We can drink the same, like we can do all the same shit. I endorse this. Right? I endorse this idea. Like I love <laughs> like starting early now and just like waking up the next day not completely fucked like completely it's, yeah because in your next like 48 hours you're just not a human being functioning in the world yeah and i can't afford to do that with this career this yeah life, you know? totally you can't okay and, okay and me neither like we have to like do shit now yeah exactly yeah <laughs> so american clubs just because it's a little bit more responsible in terms of our timing yeah if we're trying to have a good time let's go to germany Definitely. I think people in general just like go a little more crazy there. Got it. What is your favorite song of yours to hear played in a club? Oh, my favorite song of mine to play in a club. Uh, Treat Me Like a Slut. (laughs) Yeah, I I have this record called Slut Pop, which is all just like my sluttiest self and just only saying the most ridiculous sex shit uh Mm -hmm. there is which was so freeing and fun to make and um honestly like i feel like all my coolest fans like that's their favorite um so yeah treat me like a slut i love that answer so much and we're gonna talk about slut pop in a little bit because it's truly iconic and it's call her daddy something very cool about your career is the fact that you are self-made you have been doing this since you were super young you were teaching yourself how to write and how to produce in your bedroom where do you think that drive came from honestly from being excluded from social life (laughs) i feel like uh no one really got me you know in my like small town in germany because i'm not i'm not technically from cologne even which is already kind of a small city i was like two hours outside Mm -hmm. uh like countryside cows (laughs) grass um and i just um I loved music. That was kind of the one thing that I, w- I would always do, like always listen to music on repeat and mm-hmm. pop music in particular. And I would just harmonize and make my own little concepts and things like that. So I think it's just something that comes like natural to me. Um, but then I would just like sit down in my room and just really every single day because I didn't like school. I wasn't very good in school. I wasn't horrible in school, but I was like, okay in school. And uh, I was just like, I'm going to be the next biggest hit songwriter. And that's a skill I can work on every single day. And uh, yeah. And then I got into writing jingles for like commercials and trying to write for other artists, pitching songs. And yeah, I really felt like, feel like that is just like my, my savior is that I'm able to write music. Yeah. It's so inspiring to hear you talk obviously about like there's a lot of people that can probably relate to you of like being really isolated when you're younger not feeling like you're fitting in and just like trying to find an escape which you clearly found the best escape for yourself and it worked out what would you say to your younger self that like Kim sitting in her room alone just being like kind of isolated and getting picked on live a little (laughs) I I would say that I was like really like a a maniac just like only working and Mm -hmm. I feel like my whole teen years like I didn't go to like parties I, I was like just like just fully focused and so i i would tell myself to live a little and that things are gonna happen when they're supposed to happen and uh that 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 it's all gonna you know work out and that it's okay to go with your friends and it's okay to try and have a social life because like the answer isn't always just like well they all hate me so i just gotta be by by myself and like be this like 
studio goblin uh <laughs> you know i can actually also just yeah but but also it was a little bit of a different time i mean that was like uh so long ago now i i legitimately didn't know anyone else trans and yeah. you know so i was an internet kid i would just find people online who i could talk to and things like that yeah that's why like the internet is i hate it and love it because yeah. you're so rare. like i remember when i was younger like youtube i would find like anything that you were going through if you were alone you could find someone somewhere on the internet on who YouTube loves the or same shit yeah yeah and so it, there's like a saving grace obviously of you saying like i didn't know anyone trans I was by myself going through it and I know you've been open like your family was very supportive of you Mm -hmm. but still even when like your parents are like we got you it's like okay mom dad like love you but like I like I need people my own fucking age to relate to and to connect to totally so I appreciate you sharing that I know you've also been really open in your gender journey from a very young age that like you said at one point you felt very boxed in and labeled and that everything became about being trans and you just wanted to be seen as a person yeah. Which I can imagine it's like in every single interview, you're like, I'm an artist, but so many people want to also talk to you about being trans. Yeah. Where are you now in your career and your journey of having your own identity and accepting yourself, but also like putting boundaries of like, we don't need to talk about every fucking thing every single time. Yeah. Um, I feel like it's a unique situation. So I like to talk about it now because I feel like it's, it's something where, um, yeah it's just like a unique point of view and I think it comes in as my strength sometimes that I get to write from that perspective because like um that's always just going to be a big part of me that that I am trans and I think that gives me in songwriting like such an interesting angle and uh, I think what what's so special about music is that that is like when I came to America and started going to studios it really didn't matter um who I was it just mattered like am I good is my songwriting good can I sing you know and I feel like the more art that I get to put out and the more music I get to make the more I become an artist rather than you know all the labels that people put on me and it's not just a trans thing I mean it's like if you're a woman and you make music people just talk about you being a woman in music or you being a gay man in music or all of that stuff you know we all just get boxed into this label that defines us and I think trans people in general are a good reminder that gender and all of that stuff is just a label and it really is all about who you are in you know inside and and not about all the stuff you know just because you're this doesn't mean you have to like this or do this and gender is is a much is a thing that matters a lot less i think and says a lot less about people than we think and uh yeah you are whatever whatever you want to be and whatever's in your in your mind and yeah absolutely no i love it (laughs) no it's so true because it's like when you break it down it's like just let everyone do whatever the fuck they want to do yeah and it's stop trying to just talk about people in one specific way no one would be happy if the roles were reversed and you're just saying one thing about someone we're all very multifaceted totally and every person is their own thing you know completely and I I feel like just just more than ever I'm I'm just trying to you know show people what's what's in my mind what what you know what my music is about what I stand for Mm -hmm. Rather than, you know, all the just talking about being trans all the time. Completely. (laughs) Totally. I think your accomplishments, I mean, we could go through them all, but they speak for themselves. Like you've you've really popped off in an unbelievable way. You've had such an incredible career already. (laughs) What a full circle moment that one of your biggest idols, Madonna, introduced your performance at the Grammys. 
what is it about Madonna that inspires you? Well, I think Madonna is someone who who broke a lot of these like gender stereotypes and who can be very, you know, masculine in some of her music and talk about sex very freely and in a very different uh, way and just like was so ahead of her time in like liberating people from feeling this shame about their sexuality and especially gay people. I mean, she did that shit in the 90s when it was really, really rough for gay people and I will forever just like feel inspired and liberated by her taking the hit for so many people because she really you know was called like a witch and like all this crazy stuff for just talking about her sexuality and just being so all out there and i i respect that in someone if they can be so if they can let that bounce off of them and like well i'm still gonna talk about whatever i want to talk about i'll never forget like right before the performance right before because there was a little break because it cuts to me she had like a little whip and she was like uh, like mouth to me like go get it bitch and like like, whipped her little whip and i was like (laughs) i was like literally just and i was tied up in this cage so i like couldn't say anything back it was like arms up like like, Picturing you trying to like give her the nod, and you're I like, know. I wish I could. Like, hug what do you. I do? Do I like do a kick? Like, <laughs> like <you're>... totally. <laughs> the whole cage falls over. You're like, <laughs> dude, that is picturing you like fully tied up, just being like, <laughs> like, do I wink? Do I? Wink? I know. Oh my god. Uh, yeah. No, I so agree with everything <laughs> you're saying about Madonna. It's it's so crazy to look back at certain eras where we were so young and watching like every generation has it where there's certain people that just become essentially the people that are breaking down barriers in and in that generation I know so many people were like Madonna's crazy like she should be taken off air like she shouldn't be able to do this and yet what people didn't understand is she was having such a needed conversation and allowed the next generation of performers to lean even further into it because she did what she did and it's so cool that you now can be on fucking stage trying to give her a wink (laughs) (laughs) no totally it's it's so freaking cool and like what what she said too because I think she was saying that she was supposed to like uh, do like the record of the year or something like that and she said she wanted to introduce the first trans performer at the Grammys and like oh, I was like oh you really are the, you're the coolest to ever exist the you know coolest. yeah didn't you meet her for the first time drunk at an SNL after party yes she came to the SNL after party and how drunk were you I was so obliterated I just kept talking her like ear off about confessions on the dance floor and I was like that's one of the best like albums ever it's a timeless classic and like people don't really like <gasps> appreciated enough and like blah, blah, blah. and when he did this on ray of light it was like the most it changed my life i was listening to it i felt like so much less alone and like i was just talking to her she was like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then she was like we should take a picture and i was like thank you so much for saying that because i would have just talked her fucking ears off for hours yeah, she's like sweetie let's just pose so you can catch a breath i know okay. i know i'm i'm she oh must think God. i'm insane no no <laughs> i bet she gets it all the time and also it's just it's it's so genuine that's also just so iconic though for you to be like hammered at a party being like madonna like i love you (laughs) we love you madonna i love you so much okay kim we're gonna play a game let's play this game we're gonna play would you rather okay some of these are really fucking random so don't judge me okay i love it okay (laughs) would you rather accidentally post a nude on your instagram or butt dial your parents during sex 
posting it on my Instagram. I feel like I have no like decency left anyways. <laughs> like you can find du- nudes of me anywhere. So I, it's like, I, I was going to say, yeah, I feel I've like, like I have my tits out at every shoot. Like it's like, yeah, at this point. I'd rather do a nude because, like, I feel like calling my parents during sex would be disturbing for them. Mm-hmm. And for you after when for you relive. Me, definitely. Because also how bad to find out that you butt dialed them, but you figure out after so you're replaying, like, what was I saying during sex? Like, how nasty was that sex? Like, what was I doing? Like, what were the noises? Like, just my dad couldn't see me the same. My mom couldn't see Yeah, the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, Terrifying. great. So rather post a nude. Love that. I agree. Would you rather go a month without sex or a month without music? A month without sex. I'm definitely there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm okay. so single. And like, honestly, like, I've just been so busy. Like, there's no hope right now. But it's like, okay. Like, I'm very happy. The thing is, like, the the music almost acts like a, like, as that, like, excitement mm-hmm. and like that crush that I'm obsessed with because oh. I can just, like, listen to it again and again and again and, like, get really obsessed and, like, change little details about it. And, like, all the little crushes I have on the side always end up in the music. So I, like... I, I make it and then I listen to them and think of them and how they're not with me. <laughs> Wait, I kind of, that's and, actually great how because I can't have them. Right. <laughs> and you can like re-listen to your music all the time in like a not stalkery way that you're like not over texting the person. You're just re-listening yes. to your music. I'm not like re-watching their stories. Right. I just listen to the song I wrote about them a million times. I think that's a great, great answer. Um, I know you love horror movies yes. and I know you love Halloween. So. Would you rather never be able to watch a scary movie again or never be able to dress up for Halloween? Oh, <laughs> um, this is like mean. I mean, Halloween is gay Christmas. You know, it's like it's so, <laughs> so in me. Um, uh, I think, but never watch a horror movie again. I know. That would be, a, okay, Halloween is just once a year. I would like you know just like shut my doors be a total witch in the hills <laughs> like <laughs> see no one um uh, and pretend like halloween doesn't exist and watch horror movies yeah so i would pick that and then you can just go dress up another time of the year yes okay that's fair i like that <laughs> would you rather fuck someone who is absolutely silent or someone who screams the whole time someone who screams the whole time okay <laughs> At least I know that they're into it, you know, like, but silence would just throw me off. Right. Like, so at least you know much. they're there. Yeah, totally. <laughs> it would just make me feel like they don't want this to happen. And that would be, that would really be. I've had like some hookups <laughs> where the guy is so quiet and I'm like, I just need like a couple grunts. Like, I know me too. Give me like a light fuck. Like, oh, fuck. Like, I something. know. I hate that. I hate that. Like a lot of guys are like. Two in the like, zone. Yeah, like I'm not gonna make any noises, man. Like, right? Come on, just do it. Just like, let it go. Totally, let it go. It's like honestly hot. I it, agree. Yes. Would you rather never give head again or never receive head again? Never receive head again. Giving head is like the funnest thing of my life. <laughs> honestly, like it's so fun. We're gonna get into the throat goat. But yes, yes. <laughs> Don't worry, we're getting there. But would you rather accidentally bite someone's dick giving a blowjob or throw up on it? Oh, it's, <laughs> it's such a rough one. I feel like accidentally bite. I mean, it's not defined how hard it has mm-hmm. to be. You know, maybe mm-hmm. it can just be a little tooth. Right, like a little, a little, little snaggle tooth. Yeah, like just a tiny bit toothy right. is better than throwing up because I don't think I could work that out in therapy right right like it would have to be the kind of throw up where because i've had that before where you basically do throw up but you, you oh suck you suck it all it back, back up, up before it leaks in that case <laughs> extra lube 
<laughs> Anything. Free lube. <laughs> Chunky lube. <laughs> Chunky lube t-shirt. <laughs> Chunky lube t-shirt. They're That's like, what good. does that mean? On the back, throw up. That's my brand. I'm gonna make. So good. Lube. So yeah. good. Would you rather have drunk sex or high sex? High sex. Mm, me too. So much better. So good. Would you rather be in the Mile High Club or fucking someone's car? Someone's car. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like planes are like plane bathrooms are just gross. Yeah, like, it's disgusting. I totally but I respect it. Like yeah. I I have some like friends and like especially like my gay friends that I like travel with. They're like, "Yeah, I sat next to the hot guy and then we fucked and like I'm just like in my pod like with like my eye mask on and like you yeah, know. It's, it's not sexy and like I I think maybe the allure could be like, "Ooh, you have to be quiet and hide it." I don't really want to have to do that. I'd rather be in the car just like using the seatbelt, like choke me out, let's go. Let's yes. have a good time. Like let's totally. get weird. Yeah, good. I feel like cars are just in general like such a good spot. Like being in a car with a boy and yeah, and they ha- can move to what's happening. It gives a little like yeah, it gets a little foggy. Yes. There's a lot of good Titanic. Things. Exactly. <laughs> Both of us grabbing for it. Let's talk about your dating life. You said you know you're in a you're in a little dry spell, and we love that. So you're not yeah. dating anyone. No, I'm not dating anyone. Are you interested in dating at all? Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I'm interested in it, but honestly, I feel like it's, um, been something that's just like, I'm good without mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I've always been a relationship girl. Like I love oh. a relationship. I'm not like a quick hookup girl, even though like sometimes, you know, I don't have a choice. Like sometimes <laughs> I have like boys in different cities, like <gasps> that I can just call up in every city. Um, uh, that's a fun thing to beyond because i know you got your road beef i know my road beef (laughs) yeah no uh that's good but just right now i I just feel like i don't know who would like fit into my crazy life right now yeah because i'm just like always doing shit and always traveling and i'm never in the same space for long enough to even like really you know do something meaningful i was gonna say yeah like what is dating life like now as a pop star compared to like maybe a couple years ago where you still had like a little anonymity yeah it's it's really changed and i feel like people are just in general like a little scared of me now which is kind of good you know it just like weeds them out like you have to just like say that you want me now right or i I don't have time for you you know my clog just slipped the Uh, full (laughs) clog it felt like it was 500 pounds we just hit the floor (laughs) um you're like i don't have time for you boom yeah oh that's interesting so like does that make you sad a little bit that you think like do you have do you think people are seeing a persona of yours and then you have to like deconstruct it and be like i'm not really always like that yeah i think in general like slap pop really changed how guys see me because like i feel like a lot of the guys that i'm dating have heard slub pop and like mm. know that and they're like you know and it's like uh, yeah i'm the girl who sings throat goat you know and it's like yes. <laughs> and they just feel like they have to like live up to this crazy expectation and I uh, that. that's like not you know it's like such a persona for for that record that it's like that's that's not me you know i'm also right. someone who just like wants to watch horror movies with you and like cuddle and be cute and totally all of that and i like the last thing i want is for you to be scared of me right so if you're scared of me i'm immediately cutting you off because that makes me feel horrible about myself you know yeah, i get that because like i'm just like a sure. genuine person and i really feel like i'm but i have crushes on the wrong guys like all the time really what do you have a type i i don't really i feel like every single guy is like a, is very different mm-hmm. I, I think the type that i have is just like the energy being good and and um 
being funny, being honest, being like loyal. Um, I think that's like the big ones for me. And just like ha- I like sweet guys. Mm. I like when you're sweet. You know? But you just said you're picking some of the wrong guys. So yeah. what's going on? So it's not sweet guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Just guys who like keep me like dangling or I think they have to constantly like do stuff to you know keep me obsessed with them then I'm on the road and like then you don't talk to me and then I'm back it's just like yeah it's exhausting it's exhausting do you let your friends set you up with people or no I do yeah I uh went on a date with uh, a guy uh who my friend set me up with recently didn't really go anywhere but it was it was fun because like sharing similar friends you can at least talk about the friends true you know you can just like talk about she's so cool she's the best like you have a commonality to talk about yeah so you're not like how's your drink yeah (laughs) (laughs) you could be like rebecca's a bitch right (laughs) (laughs) totally totally um yeah i let my i let my friend set me up uh for sure when was your last relationship Uh, my last relationship was like one and a half years ago and that was like a five-year relationship (gasps) so like a long one so i feel like i'm still like anyway at the part where like I need to like be myself, get yes. over that relationship and all the stuff that that did to me because it wasn't like a very nice relationship mm-hmm. and made me feel awful about myself mm-hmm. for a few years. Oh. And that's the worst. I should have like cut it off when yeah. I felt it. Um, but yeah, I you know, it was it was the first time I broke up with someone. <gasps> and the thank you, thank yes, you. Yes, queen. Uh, and the first time that I, I just really feel like I, I did the right thing and listened to my intuition and got out of it and i know a lot of people who don't get out of relationships that don't fulfill them and they're almost like a new person when they get out of it like it's like oh my god you're back and you know like you're you're like yourself again and you're happy again and so that's my main thing i i never want to you know i mean and no one wants to yeah just i i really don't want to be in any relationship that doesn't make me feel good and yes. feel great you know because I'm such a pleasing person then like I feel like I always used to just like I just want you to be happy and I don't care if I'm happy yeah and that's that's a bad thing and I think that goes back to me as a as a kid as a teen like I just hope one day like a guy can see me as a girl or show me any attention you know and like see me as a normal person not as a freak you know yeah. I think it goes back to that me just wanting to you know well he likes me so I'm gonna do anything for him and like completely forget that i have value as a person Mm, yeah yeah. i think that's so relatable kim and like i also love how you were like oh my god i should have gotten out earlier but i'm so happy i did get out i think so many times we're so hard on ourselves because when you're so deep in something it's really hard to actually make the jump to envision life even if it's toxic without that person because you've been living in it for so long you have your routines that still is the person that you're with all the time and like you just become so attached to something that you almost forget like what life was like before them. And a lot of times it was so much better. Totally. And it's hard, but it's hard to get it's, out. It's really hard, but it's like you're you're going to live and it's going to be okay and you're going to figure yes. it out again. And you're going to get back into it. And yeah. honestly, life like on your own sometimes can be so much more like purposeful and mm-hmm. uh, fulfilling. I feel like really I personally like thrive when I have like time by myself where Mm -hmm. I just literally do whatever it's like recharging and I think in general like I wish I would have done that in my relationship more um and and yeah I mean um I feel like 
relationships are the hardest thing to <sighs> to figure out. They really are. They're and so hard. They're really really hard. They're so really hard. But right now I'm having fun <laughs> and th- and that's awesome. And I feel like I'm just like finally like back at the at the place where I like love being alone yeah. and spending time by myself and where I just shut Good. my door and Good. just do whatever. Amazing. What is your perfect ideal first date? I don't think there is one. <laughs> I, I really think that uh, first dates are always going to be a little awkward. And like, I just like, you know, I, I feel like my my first thing I do is probably try to drink because I'm so nervous. I get really, really nervous. And it's such an awkward thing when like, you know, that you like technically are attracted to each other. But like, you have to like figure it out. Yes. A little dance. Um, oh. uh, uh, but I feel like in general, just doing something like active, mm-hmm. like going to uh, like an arcade or going uh, the fun stuff yes doing something so you're not just sitting across the table being like yeah hello totally yeah how are you doing where you can actually do something yes but i also like i like when you show me like one of your favorite places that you actually like actually love going instead of like i want to try out this new place like just show me like where do you actually go are we what are we doing kim are we fucking on the first date are we waiting like do you have any rules in your head or do you just do whatever the fuck comes to you i live in the moment i've definitely done the first date you know fuck but i think it's um usually when i do that like i'm then like not interested anymore it's like yeah i feel like it's just like i need to like give it time and like i need to be like obsessed with you and like you're like i need to let it simmer for a bit more i realize now because like once i broke up i would just like go home with like every single one of them every time and it was really really fun i had a great time you know um but i feel like when you when you really give it time it just makes it more special and cooler i love how you're i love kim's out here breaking everyone's hearts like gives them the best sex (laughs) after date one and then you literally just ghosting everyone you're like nah you're like i was happy that was great but i'm over it on to the next yeah well i'm just like in the next city (laughs) right right you're gone you're gone yeah oh my god that's actually that's i've never heard someone say that you get you're (laughs) over it once you have sex the first time and you're just like "Eh, that's boring okay i I mean maybe it was just the guys maybe it was just a situation i i don't like to like make a rule in general but i think just like the guys like i went home with i was just like Uh, i just needed like rebound attention totally and so i just like Totally. Yeah, and then i was like "Eh." so i get it growing (laughs) up who was your celebrity crush um legolas in lord of the rings like kim that wig (laughs) no kim let me tell you something three three of the people that i like i'm like what's wrong with me number one johnny depp specifically as captain jack sparrow yes okay number two legolas orlando bloom specifically as the elf in lord of the rings hot the the hair (laughs) and the ears and then edward cullen as vampire but i'm like wait what are we like weirdos that we're like specifically as an elf (laughs) yeah no specifically as an elf yeah in the wig as that character he was so hot i know it was so hot like i i because i (laughs) totally uh yeah i don't know that was just like i i remember like like having a poster of him and like just being so obsessed with him and i will forever be obsessed with him i'm gonna Me be honest too, but you must think but like, just legolas only not like person no. yeah <laughs> his name is orlando bloom and i bet yeah. orlando bloom never thought like of all the roles that i've ever played everyone in the world's like the hottest version of you the hot elf baby hot elf yeah. legolas <laughs> no i'm not kidding if you guys have actually i feel 
like if you don't have the context like if you just google him it you may all be like you guys are freaks watch the movie because the context is important he's just so like i don't even remember <laughs> he's, he's just great his vibe is great his vibe he's is hot so good but he looks amazing yeah and he okay. looks amazing he looks stunning i i have to be honest i really never thought that i would sit across from someone in my entire career <laughs> and have someone say the same thing that i think of legolas elf orlando bloom i'm like what the fuck <laughs> and that's why we're unhinged here we no. go here we go that's why we're here <laughs> and that's why we're here This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Some things work so well. It's basically magic. Like my favorite highlighters that I'm like, wow, how did you all of a sudden make me look glowing? And you know what else really works, Dottie Gang? Shopify. It is a global commerce platform that helps you sell. I've seen a big difference in my online merch sales. They are especially good at turning browsers into buyers. I can see someone that's been on the site but didn't check out or someone that checked out and then is revisiting the site. Like if you want to grow your business, Daddy Gang, sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash unwell, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash unwell. Let's go to slut pop. Okay. You've been mentioning it, but now we got to talk about it. You coined the term slut pop to describe your music. Can you define slut pop for those who may be becoming fans today? Yes. Um, slut pop is this really Euro house dance 90s inspired uh, EP. And me and my friends would always make pop songs that were slightly slutty and say, oh, this is slut pop. And so I just decided to go with it and make an EP and just be the most slutty version of myself that I could wish I could be in life. Uh, you know, but I feel like I'm too shy to be that all the time. Um, uh, so, yeah, I just kind of let let it all out on that one. And um, uh, a lot of people were really uh, had interesting reactions to it. And I think it's the funnest thing in the world to scream out the most obscene shit and just be like, I'm a fucking slut. Fuck me. You know, it's just... It's so freeing. Every time I do it, it's addicting. And uh, and yeah, I, I recommend to check it out. It's just... What are some of your craziest lines? That if people haven't heard it, it's like, give it, give them a little something. Okay. Um, uh, these bitches can't suck like me. Walk in, I'm the sucking queen. Look around, <laughs> all eyes on me. Jack it off, I'm a sucking queen. These <laughs> it's uh, so I'm the, What's my name? What's my name? I'm the throat goat. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It is poetic. It's beautiful. It's touching. To me, it's pure beauty. You know, if if you are, you know, you you might not get it. You might get it. But if you get it, you really get it. You like a slut, little dirty bitch. I love to fuck. (laughs) It's so it's so good, Kim. Other than your own catalog, what's a song or an artist that you would also classify as like slut pop? Oh, uh, Britney Spears' Blackout Era. That, yes. It's just the best. Oh. So like dirty and full like, slut pop. Hot. Yeah. Full. That was definitely a huge inspiration for that. I also think that Kylie Minogue has a, has a bunch of songs that I would, uh-huh. I would put on slut pop. 
Dude, I'm thinking about how you kind of said like people after slut pop, like people were kind of intimidated by you because it's like <laughs> yeah. you're coming in here being like, I am the throat goat. Like I like and all this shit. <laughs> when did you actually start to just become really confident about talking about sex? Um, I think in in general, when when I made that, I think I was just like in a phase of my life where I felt like I was like a little um you know, just not talking about that part of my life enough. Mm -hmm. And I have so many friends and especially as a trans girl, it's like that are sex workers. I, you know, porn is great. Porn, like sex work is work. And it was a moment where OnlyFans was going to ban sex workers from its platform, which would have taken away like the livelihood of a lot of my friends. And so I was like, I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. And I think that like everybody needs to stop like villainizing sex workers because there's all there's a huge demand for it we need it and there's nothing to be ashamed of and uh i i also always think you know if my life hadn't gone the way it did and i hadn't like been able to transition really early and stuff like that i would have probably you know done that to be able to transition and to be able to be myself so i wanted to take the shame out of it for my friends for myself and uh, i think just in general people need to be less afraid of it and i think especially women and girls uh there's so much power in like loving sex and like you should love it you should figure out what how you know what you like about it and not be you know please men like that's not the goal I, like in sex it's like you having a good time and so I'm, a, I'm just a huge supporter of that and that's been something that's been hard for me to figure out you know because like I have always just been like crazy for guys and like how can I please him in any way and once I kind of broke out of that I was like it's about me too and yeah so I love also that I had actually someone recently asked me this reporter was like I back in the day of Caller Daddy came up with this thing called the gluck gluck 9000 and oh, it was yeah. just like you know my go-to blowjob move and I remember this <laughs> reporter being like you it's know so good. <laughs> it's so good it's so good and I remember the reporter being like you know if you're a feminist like then like are you ashamed that you coined that term and that you were teaching young girls how to give blowjobs and I was like absolutely not because of course there are certain things in the past that I was like probably way too appeasing of a man but yeah. specifically with that it's like I just go to say like I love pleasing my partner Hell like yeah. that doesn't mean you can't be a feminist if you're like no. I also love giving my fiance head and like making him feel good that's part of sex and that gets me off by also making sure my partner is yeah. having a good fucking time so it's like we need to talk about the throat goat because as much <laughs> as we're like girls enjoy sex it's also like you can also be down and pleasing your partner is also a part of enjoying sex it's not just a one-off situation where you're just like by yourself do well you can do it by yourself you but can. when you're with a partner can you talk about the throat goat can you talk about give us some tips give us a couple little you know kim just give us like one little thing maybe like a little like what are I we do, doing I, I pull out the bottle and yeah, like, like needed so, it yeah you go. that was iconic yeah. what did she do she went she was like you do this and then she said yeah. wear the invisalign and yes wear invisalign i want to try that i know i'm like calling my my dentist and i'm like i just need a bottom invisalign they're like bitch your teeth are fine i'm like no just the bottom it's the funnest thing 
Like I love giving blowjobs. It's my favorite thing in the world. It's I'm very, I, I pride myself in it. And I think that's awesome. It's all on you. Like your center stage. It's your yeah. time to shine. It's literally your time to shine. And like it's like watch me go. Eye contact. Like that's a very important one. <laughs> and I don't know. It's just like a little sloppy. Boy, I love when boys really like that, you know, and really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no I love it and I think it's again I just like that we're talking about it because it doesn't there's nothing wrong with enjoying and pleasing your partner no and I think sometimes to all you know the people out there it's like if you are intimidated by it you have to just reframe the way that you're thinking about it it's supposed to be fun you're supposed to it's playful it's enjoyable like, yeah and if you if you don't enjoy it that's fine too you know totally find the things that you really love mm-hmm. for me I love giving giving head yep. <laughs> <laughs> you know and i call myself the throat goat and have been called that oh oh, oh. <laughs> like and that wasn't coined just by myself thank you goodbye thank you. would you say you're more dominant or submissive in the bedroom um i, I i'm pretty subby yeah i'm pretty love subby it. love like, it but like I got to really like trust someone and mm-hmm. like if you really like like me to dom I I will do it um and uh I like when someone can give me a really specific like this is what I like Direction, like do yeah. this like I love that and maybe that's why I'm subby because I just like I li- like in those situations to be told what to do and just to like do that Love um uh, but yeah but also i can, I can be done i feel like I, I swing both ways love it love it when you say treat me like a slut what do you actually want your partner to do kim um <laughs> fuck me uh, <laughs> um uh, i don't know bend me over mm-hmm. i'm not opposed to a little choking mm-hmm. um uh, all all that good stuff just <laughs> Just put me into position and go. I love how you just push your glasses so I could. You're like, goodbye. I'm just, <laughs> I'm not making eye contact with you right now. <laughs> Bend me over, put me in position. Let's go. That's good. Yeah. Love okay, it. good. Okay, mm-hmm. good. Yeah, but I think in general, just like make me feel like you really want me mm-hmm. bad mm-hmm. and need me. You know, like oh. that's the hottest thing you can do. Okay. On a, just quickly on a little bit more serious note. Ooh. Um, Oh, you're like, oh, girl, don't go there. <laughs> out um, of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, just out of nowhere. Like, back in in a car is awesome. <laughs> but uh, yeah, seriously. Maybe I should have, like, <laughs> this is, like, a little too aggressive of a transition, I just realized. But No, I love it. Okay. Obviously, everything that's going on with trans rights right now in America, I just felt like it wouldn't be right if I didn't ask you. Obviously, it's disgusting what's happening, and we're clearly regressing. How are you handling the hateful backlash for you know with the trans community well i feel like i need to hold it up for all the for all the young kids that are trans and getting uh you know their rights taken away and yeah. all of that stuff that they you know i i try to find the best causes to to help i try to stay in touch with all my trans friends and all of that but just in general i think it's brutal how people treat trans people it's just like everybody deserves to live their lives how they can you know and the 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 way that they know how to get through life Mm -hmm. and i feel like the the judgment around it is still so intense and scary and 
um there's so much like actual like murder and things like that in the trans community that are really really terrifying and it's such a beautiful beautiful community and that's the one thing that i just like want people to know like the dolls have each other's backs like we love each other and i feel like there's so many trans friends of mine that like i couldn't live life without that are such like beautiful lights and um just remember that and find the people who get you and who support you and uh focus on that because I still get called a man every single day, you know, like, and that's okay. It's funny to me at this point. I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm a man, you know, because like I'm, yeah, because like I feel like I've been called like that since I was 12 and all of that. So to me, it's like brush it off at this yeah. point. But I know how like horrible that that situation can be. And there's just a very public like hate campaign on trans people right now that's disappointing and sad but there's also a lot of people who really care and who really are pushing and just know that like it's an up up and down swing with trans rights like it has been with gay rights like it has been with anyone who's different than the norm and uh it's it's gonna probably get better and swing back around at least that's what i hope but in general know that like There's amazing people out there who have all got your back and who think you're really beautiful and you deserve everything. You deserve love. You deserve to be seen to who you really truly are and don't settle for anything less. I've done it and it sucks. And uh, yeah, I love y'all. Oh my God. Amen. 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 Let everyone live however they want to fucking live. I know. It's, it's so annoying. It's just like, so crazy like the progress we've made in some areas that we're still having these conversations and it's so infuriating yeah, to look at. Yeah, I mean at. especially in America it goes with like uh, you know birth control and yep. things like that. It's the same exact kind of thing where there's just people trying to tell people what they can and can't do with their bodies right. and it's wrong and no one ever should and it really like and like makes it so much harder for people to just like live their lives and make their own decisions yeah. and it's just so annoying that our bodies are still being policed by people and it's it's truly insane but i do think it's we are so fortunate that we can sit here and you can use your music Absolutely. and i can use this show as a yes. platform to just like keep talking about it totally i hope it anyone that it makes uncomfortable look inward as to why and like start doing yeah. the work and i think everyone that is supporting like keep supporting and be vocal and post on social media and because i think it's so important that we just keep showing we aren't going anywhere yeah and and everyone should just be able to do whatever the fuck they want and we need to get on board with that i know it's really not that hard it really only is hard to people who need to control other people in life to get to be comfortable in life like you need to be able to control your woman to live with your ego and shit and so you know because you're too scared she's gonna go in you know like, yeah it's all it's, to maintain their power yes and it's like have your power over there let us have our power over here fuck off totally Bye. but like oh we i mean we could sit here for fucking hours and tell them that it. they can't bus anymore yeah anymore. yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. we're snipping you all okay really? <laughs> they're like oh no 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 okay do whatever you want yeah. do whatever you want you take away they're not they're like oh no, no yeah no, literally no, no. Do, do whatever you want okay, Never mind. jk jk <laughs> <laughs> oh my god um okay you have a new album coming out yes 
And I'm so excited for you. The album Thank is called you. Feed the Beast. Yes. How did you come up with that? For me, it, it was it started with kind of Feed the Beat because uh, mm. I feel like I constantly need to listen to music and, and just do my thing over beats. And then it turned into Feed the Beast because uh, I had an album leak and uh, my label told me you got to get back in the studio, make new songs and go Feed the Beast. And uh, that was literally like, okay let me think about this and then I kind of thought about myself and like my personal ambitions and I've always wanted to really play the pop game I've always wanted to make big pop songs and big melodies and be like a real player in the music industry and uh you know do big shows and all of that and I was like there was a part of me that was a little ashamed of that for a while and I was like but I'm like a gay club darling and like maybe that's just like all I want and all I all I want to be and I was like no like the, my passion is to go for it so go feed the beast go feed that what what I feel like almost ashamed of to want yeah go want that and and own it and don't be afraid of it and you know so I feel yeah. like for me the album is a reminder hopefully to my fans to really find what it is that you can't live without mm -hmm. and uh, go all out on it and don't be afraid to take up space and don't be you know scared to make it as as massive as you want to make it and as ridiculous as you want to make it and um yeah go feed that kim how is this album <laughs> different than past work that you've done um i think i just i think i just had a, like a shift creatively where i just like kind of was a bitch to my co-writes and took more control <laughs> and was like I just really came in with like full songs flashed out again kind of kind of like I did in the very beginning mm -hmm. before people like wanted to work with me I just came in with fully fleshed concepts and then just was like we're writing this and I feel like I really took control I worked with some people I've never worked with before um I like travel I like did a bunch in Sweden I did a bunch in London mm -hmm. uh so it really feels like that like major label really executed on a on the best level wow. of my abilities and oh. uh and I'm really grateful to my label for allowing me to do that and for allowing me to take the time to really make something that feels whole and complete and that feels um, this exciting because I think you're going to freak when you hear it. I am so excited. Where is the perfect place to listen to this album? Like, are we doing it at the club? Are we working out? Are we having sex? Are we on the beach? Like, <laughs> what? What's the vibe? In a car getting fucked. <laughs> um, <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Literally. Um, yeah, all of those places. I think that's the funnest thing about this. I think it has a lot of a lot of club moments, but it also it does have a ballad, um, which is like kind of an unconventional ballad, which I'm excited for people to hear yeah. because like never really do that. Like I'm very yeah. against ballads usually. Right. <laughs> like I, I love like Celine Dion, but I didn't think I could do that stuff. Right here she so, comes. Here I come. Uh, but yeah, I think you can really, I think you can listen to it from front to back by yourself getting ready in the bathroom. You can listen to it in the in the club. You can, um, all of that stuff. So I think it's an overall, overall so listening good. thing. Yeah. I'm so excited for you. And for Thank you. this summer, are you going on tour? What are we Yeah, uh, uh, not uh, later this year, like a little after summer and now it's going to be up uh but yeah i'm going on tour um uh, and i'm so so excited to go on tour because like it's been a freaking while and it's my favorite thing in the world and like i missed it like nothing else in the world and so i'll just be traveling i'm doing a bunch of really cool festivals like all over the world and uh 
putting this tour together. I'm like in rehearsals a lot, which is like my happy place. I love being with my dancers and just figuring out the show and the lighting and every detail. Lots of outfit changes. It's going to be good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to see the outfits. Yes. I am so happy I got to sit down with you today. I've been wanting to do this for so long. And you are like... I listen to you all the time. So it's been an honor to be here. Thank you. No, like you truly have such an energy about you that you're so calm and a vibe and like (laughs) but you're like everything it's just so fun to be able to like sit with you and actually get to know your personality because you are so so sweet and funny and amazing and I just I can't wait to see what you do with your career this is amazing thank you so much thank you for coming you're the best thank you daddy gang This episode is brought to you by DoorDash. Want $0 delivery fees? Try DashPass by DoorDash. Daddy gang, I love being home. I love to be cozy, comfortable, laying on the couch. I can't tell you how many times I need something, but I am too lazy to get up and get out of the house. And sometimes I need food or groceries, you name it. Dash Pass gets it delivered right to my door and yours too. It is only $9.99 a month. So I think it's a really good deal, Daddy Gang. So get $0 delivery fees on eligible orders with Dash Pass and new members get a 30-day free trial. Terms apply. Sign up today.